0: Well, good morning i know i look a lot like david but um uh you actually get me this morning um no i'm glad to be able to speak here this morning um i wanted to remind everybody on the first sunday of every month we're going to be going over a lesson on our theme for the year which is less of me in 2023 it's a a focus on humility so every first sunday of the month we're going to be going over that but throughout the rest of each month we're going to be going over a series of, of different lessons, and David started a series of lessons last week on doctrine that we'll be doing each month. And this morning, we want to talk about another uh, topic we're going to be talking about each month, and that is the foundations of faith or the fundamentals of faith. What we're going to be looking at is basically the, the basic core elements of the Christian faith. And so we're going to be looking at something each month on, on fundamentals or the foundations of our faith. Growing up, I, uh, I played basketball, loved basketball. I wasn't much of a, a star, but uh, I, I did like to play. Um, and, and really, in basketball, in any sport, actually, there are fundamentals of the game. One of the fundamental principles of basketball is that you cannot run with the ball. You know, in football, you can catch it and run with it. You know, you can be handed the ball and run with it. In basketball, that's not the case. That's called a travel. You have to Get up and down the court another way, and that's by dribbling and passing. So, dribbling and passing are two fundamental skills of the game of basketball. And if you can't dribble or pass at all, you're likely not going to be very successful at basketball. And might I add, if you can't get down dribbling and passing first, you can't really move on to the other skills. You can't move on to three point shooting or or defensive slides, or, or set plays, or anything like that, you really need to get those basic principles down first. Now, everything in basketball is important, but there are those fundamental skills you've got to get down first, the fundamental principles. Now, if we apply that to our spiritual lives, there are some principles of our faith, some elements of our faith that we have to get down first, that we have to come to understand first before we can move on ...to other principles. Let's be clear. Everything, everything in the scripture is important. And and we need to love it and cherish it and read it and study it. Absolutely. But there are some principles that we have to get down first... ...that lay the groundwork for us to build upon. I like the way Aaron Armstrong put it. An author named Aaron Armstrong. He says this. The fundamentals of the faith are the defining beliefs that make Christians Christian... The beliefs that if we were to set aside, we would no longer be recognizably Christian. That's what we're looking at. These these defining beliefs of the Christian faith. The ones that make us really who we are, what maybe we're known for as Christians. A man named Scott Adair came up with what he calls the seven essential elements of the Christian faith. And these are actually going to be some of the topics that we're going to be going over uh, in these lessons on fundamentals. He says that the seven essential elements of the Christian faith is Jesus is Lord, that there is one God, the belief in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the church is the bride of Christ, forgiveness of sins through Jesus, receiving the Holy Spirit, and the hope of resurrection through Jesus. That's what he calls the seven essential elements of the faith. And, and this is just an, an example. We could probably add some, maybe take one out. Um, we're just using this as an example and as a guide for these lessons. But these principles are some of the foundational principles of our faith. And if we can't get these down first, then there's really no reason to, to, to move on. Let me explain it by actually using one of, some of these principles up here. One of the fundamental principles is number three of the Christian faith, that Jesus died, was buried, and was resurrected. If we deny that fact, then we, we can't become Christians. That is a must. You have to believe that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he resurrected in order to become a Christian. That is a fundamental principle of the faith. Also, number five, forgiveness of sins through Jesus. We celebrate that every single week, and we we do the lord's supper right and if you don't believe that we have forgiveness of sins through jesus well then there's there's no point in becoming a christian that is a must to get down first that's a foundational principle i think you get where we're we're going here again I, i want to underscore that everything in in scripture is so very important but again there are these foundational principles to our faith that that we must get down first again Nobody builds a a house without first building that foundation, right? You have to lay the foundation, and then you build upon that. And so these are the foundational principles, and and some others we'll talk about, that lay the groundwork for us. Now, you may ask, why? Why are we going over fundamentals? You know, the truth is, there are probably many of you in here that know all of these things, or have studied all of these things. But I want to go back to our, our basketball analogy, you don't just work on fundamentals one time and then you're done. No, you work on fundamentals almost every practice, at least a little bit. You always come back to them to sharpen your skills, to, to sharpen the basics, to make sure you don't get sloppy. You've got to get down the fundamentals. And having these principles before us is, is a great reminder to keep sharpening our spiritual selves and to remember what's the foundations of our faith, but also the likelihood of somebody in this crowd not knowing some of these things is high. There may be some folks in here who are learning the Christian faith, who are just coming to faith and talking about these things may be so helpful for them and may help them learn and grow. But again, I want to come back to the the, the point. Fundamentals lay the groundwork for the future. We have to have these down. It, It lays the foundation. And so when we're talking about a foundation, it's so very important And so that's why we're going to be talking about these lessons here uh, this year on fundamentals. But I want to, to boil it down really to one thing. If we could boil Christianity down to one thing, really one person, it's Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. That is the most fundamental principle that we could get And every single one of these seven things here points back to Jesus or is connected to Jesus in some way. It's all about Jesus Christ. I had a professor at Faulkner named Don Meyer. Some of you may know Brother Don. Don was the preacher at the Rocky Creek Church. And he ended up going up to Montgomery. He was also the preacher at the Elmore Congregation up in Elmore, Alabama. But he was also our professor and he taught us all of our preaching courses. And he would remind us in our preaching courses, he would say, every time you give a sermon, it has to point back to Jesus. It's got to come back to Jesus somehow, because that's what it's all about. That's our faith, is Jesus Christ. Without him, there is no faith. And so I want to look at a few passages that, that prove this morning that really everything that we do as Christians, it's about Jesus Christ. It's because of what he did that we can be who we are. So I want to look at a couple passages this morning. Number one, I want to look at Hebrews chapter 12. And this is a familiar passage, but it's going to help us understand this point here. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says this, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Our former youth minister here, Eric Gray, used to say, whenever you see a word, therefore, in the text, you have to ask, what's the therefore, therefore? And it always points back to something that's been written about before. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Hebrews writer is talking about some amazing people of faith in the Old Testament. We sometimes call it the Hall of Faith. And he lists out these people like Enoch and Abraham and Moses and many others who conquered through their faith. And they stand as these incredible witnesses for us. And since we have this great cloud of witnesses around us, we must lay aside every weight and sin or encumbrance. And we fix our eyes on who? The greatest example of faith, Jesus Christ. He's called in the the NASB here, which is on the screen, the author and perfecter of our faith. I like the way the NIV uh, renders this. In verse 2, the NIV says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. I like that word pioneer there. And some say founder as well. Founder, author, pioneer. The idea here is that the pioneer is somebody who who begins something, begins a task, or begins some type of mission and sets the trail for others to follow in their footsteps. That's the pioneer. And a perfecter, as I love the way Thayer's Greek lexicon puts this, a perfecter is one who has in his own person raised faith to its perfection and so set before us the highest example of faith. That's Jesus Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the one who blazed the trail for us to follow in his footsteps and and was the perfect example of faith. He's the reason why we're able to have faith in the first place. He's the one that we look to and say, you know what, that's what it looks like. That's what faithfulness to God truly is, is what Jesus Christ did. Never messed up, was perfect. He set the trail ablaze for us to follow In his footsteps, I love the way that Ray Stedman put it in his commentary on the book of Hebrews. He says this, why look away from human leaders to Jesus? Because he is the author and perfecter of our faith. He gives it and completes it. The word translated here, author, is archigos, which we saw in 2.10 has the thought of pioneer or leader. Jesus has gone before us in the race to keep faith. He knows the need for it. He himself ran the race. He laid aside every weight, every tie of family and friends. He set his face against the popular sin of unbelief and daily lived in patient perseverance, trusting his father to work everything out for him. He set the perfect example. That's why we need to keep our eyes on him because he's the author and perfecter of our faith who set the way for us. If if Jesus didn't come, there's no point to have faith. He's the reason why we have our faith. He's the example that we look to, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We may say that he is our foundation. He is the foundation of our very faith. He's the one why we have it. I want to look at another passage. This is actually Jesus' own words in Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, and then we'll look at some other, other things as well. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, Jesus says this, Did you never read in the Scriptures... The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. In this context, and we don't have time to read it here this morning, Jesus has been telling a parable against the religious leaders of his day. He told a parable about a man who owned a vineyard, and he rented out his vineyard to these tenants. And when the harvest time came, the the vineyard owner wanted to reap some of his harvest. And so he sent his servants and eventually sent his son to get some of the the harvest. But these tenants treated all of the servants, uh, you know, beat them and and treated them violently. And they even killed the son, the vineyard owner's son. What Jesus was basically painting was a picture saying, you religious leaders, this is how you're treating me. I'm the son of and you are killing me. You are mistreating me. And the, the religious leaders knew that he was speaking about them. That's what the text even says. But as Jesus is wrapping up this parable, he says this, that I'm the chief cornerstone that you have rejected. Jesus being the chief cornerstone. What a very interesting uh, allusion there that Jesus is talking about. An illustration that Jesus is the cornerstone. I found a quote online that, that I couldn't have said it any better. Here's what uh, it says What does it mean that Jesus is the cornerstone? Well, in biblical times, a cornerstone was used as the foundation and standard upon which a building was constructed. Once in place, the rest of the building would conform to the angles and size of the cornerstone. In addition, if removed, the entire structure could collapse. For those living in societies where people often built their own homes, using construction terminology to explain the priority of Jesus the Messiah as the cornerstone of the household of God provided a clear connecting point that would have been well understood by the original audience. Today we read these words and clearly see the Bible's indication that Jesus serves as the foundation of the church as well as for each Christian's individual life. Jesus is the cornerstone ...of the church and of our very lives. I love that last statement. He's the one that makes everything fit together. In essence, the cornerstone is like the, the foundation of the foundation, if you will. It's the most important piece of that foundation. And without it, a building will collapse. A building will be off. The cornerstone is the most important part of the foundation. That's who Jesus is for us. He's the foundation of our faith. And we're talking about the fundamentals of the faith the foundations of our faith. Well, it's Jesus is the cornerstone. And all those other pieces, maybe the seven other things that we looked at kind of make up the rest of the, the foundation which we build upon. But Jesus is that cornerstone. And it reminds me of a song that we sing called Firm Foundation. And we're actually going to take a moment to sing this song. It's, it's, a, it's not one that we sing a whole lot here. I know I've heard it several times. But I want you to pay attention to These words. As we're singing through this song, Firm Foundation, again, it points to what we're talking about, Jesus being who we build our lives upon, the very foundation of our faith. Let's sing this song here, and then we'll continue on with the, the lesson. Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I know I can stand secure. Jesus, you're my firm foundation, I put my hope in your holy word, I put my hope in your holy word, I have a living hope, I have a future, God has a plan for me of this i'm sure of this i'm sure jesus you're my firm foundation i know i can stand secure jesus you're my firm foundation i put my hope in your holy word i put my hope in your holy word YOUR WORD IS FAITHFUL, MIGHTY IN POWER, GOD WILL DELIVER ME, OF THIS I'M SURE, OF THIS I'M SURE, JESUS, YOU'RE MY FIRM FOUNDATION, I KNOW I CAN STAND SECURE, Jesus, you're my firm foundation. I put my hope in your holy word. I put my hope in your holy word. I think that song illustrates perfectly what we're, we're talking about here. That Jesus is our firm foundation. The foundation of our lives as, as Christians. Without him, we really have nothing. Nothing. It's all about Jesus Christ. And I love how the song puts it, with him we have a future. We have a a living hope through Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. That's the most fundamental principle that we could talk about is that Christianity is about him. Paul puts it like this in Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. He says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, And whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. And in this chapter, Paul's been talking about how, through Jesus Christ, the division has been put to rest between Gentile and Jew. We're all made one in Jesus Christ. He's broken down the dividing wall of hostility. And in Him, we're we're no longer strangers and aliens. We're all one. We're all saints of His household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. But who's the cornerstone? It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together. We're all fitted together together. Because of Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ. He's the cornerstone of the church. He's the cornerstone of our faith. It's all about Him. He is our foundation. And everything else really fits around Him in our faith. And I hope that we will never ever forget that as we go throughout our lives. That Jesus is the cornerstone. He's the cornerstone of the church, but He's the cornerstone of our lives as Christians. It's all about Jesus Christ. The tallest building in the world is the Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa is in Dubai, and it, it's actually over half a mile tall. It raises up half a mile in the sky. I mean, that, that's almost unfathomable, how a building can be over half a mile tall. But that's how tall the Burj Khalifa is. In fact, it's over double the size of the Empire State Building in, in New York City. This building is able to stand because of its amazing foundation. I watched a YouTube video on it this week and it is just marvelous how they did this. Workers spent a year and I actually found another source that said two years digging and pouring this massive foundation of the Burj Khalifa. That's a long time, a year, year and a half, two years, whatever it was. But it it said that about 59,000 cubic yards of concrete 59,000 cubic yards of concrete weighing more than 110 tons was used for the foundation of the Burj Khalifa. 110,000 tons. I'm not a math person, but I mean 110 tons, that's a lot of weight, all right? The building is safe because of this amazing foundation. Because they took the time to dig, to build, and to lay thousands of pounds of concrete. To make this building stand. So it can withstand the wind storms, the, the sandstorms in Dubai because of its foundation. Now for us, our foundation is Jesus Christ. And we can stand, we can weather the storm because of him. If we build our lives upon him and upon these fundamental principles, we are going to be able to withstand anything that comes our way. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have troubles. We will have troubles. We will have trials. But we can stand because Jesus Christ is our firm foundation. And that's exactly what he says in Matthew chapter 7. You'll recall the Sermon on the Mount. After he gets done, he says, Anyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rains come and the floods come and the winds come, he's going to withstand. Because his house was built on the firm Foundation of Jesus Christ. This morning, what's your foundation? Because there's also another side of that. That uh, there's a foolish man who built his house upon a the sand, not a firm foundation. And when the rains came and the floods came, the house fell, and great was its fall. Where's your foundation this morning? Is Jesus Christ your foundation? Have you been building your life upon Him? It's the most fundamental principle of Christianity and our lives are all about Jesus, and our faith is because of Jesus Christ. This morning, if you're struggling in your faith and you want to make Jesus your foundation, we ask you to come forward. we love to pray with you and for you. If you've never become a Christian before and you'd like to put Christ on in baptism this morning, we'd love to baptize you into Christ and, be, and you'll be added to his family. If you have any need this morning, please come forward right now as we stand and as we sing.